Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all that thing there, Keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Episode 125, 125th episode of the Disunomics podcast. Make sure you check out the previous week's episode. Me and my boy Dams owner of the Hidden Figures podcast, which ties in pretty well to my podcast. This week, we discuss income and wealth inequality. Why is it that some people in the country earn so much and some people earn so little? Or why do so many people have a severe lack of assets and very, very few people dominate the total number of assets in the country? We discuss the ins and outs of this, how it works. We discussed um, quote-unquote white white privilege and developing a black one all different types of stuff so make sure you check out that episode the one before that i talked i spoke on the economics of flying why is it that go to ghana nigeria sierra leone india pakistan all these places are so so expensive during the christmas period how do airlines even work out how they're going to price their tickets what is happening what has been happening in the airline industry that's had an impact on price and why we don't have as much choice in, in terms of prices as before. That's all on episode 123, the economics are flying, so make sure you check that out. Now, this week, we are in the month of October, also known as Black History Month. If you don't know, now you know. I'm not going to do like a quite heavy Black History Month podcast yet. I might do one at the end of the month. Um, I, I want to get a few good guests on first. But I want to do more of a, like an accolades podcast where we see a lot of stuff in the media tends to be less uh, flattering um, recollections of black history. Tends to be a lot of struggle stuff, tends to be uh, slavery, racism, all that type of stuff when black people are spoken about. So this week is going to be a nice short and sweet podcast where I list some names of black people who have achieved great things across the world. Well, as far as my research spans. So, this is Accolades Week. So, we have Sarah Breedlove, a.k.a. Madam C.J. Walker. She was an entrepreneur, philanthropist, as well as, well as a political and social activist. So, a very, very busy woman. She made a fortune by developing and marketing a cosmetics and hairline product line for black women. So... I'm sure many of my listeners can relate to this. They've seen quite a lot of this in today's market. This is a woman who did this when racism was rife. We're talking the early, 19, early 1900s, and she had a very, very high net worth. She was often heralded and eulogized as the first female self-made millionaire in the United States of America. Not just the first black female self-made millionaire, first female period. William Liedersdorf, 
a not very black sounding name, some may say. He lived in the 1800s, West Indian migrant of African Cuban. He possibly had some Carib or Danish or Jewish ancestry. Um, the research shows that he lived in New Orleans. Because of his light complexion, he was able to get away as a white man, so he lived free. But then when the streets clocked out, yo, hold on a goddamn second. He had to scur out to California. This is where things got lit for him. He acquired over 30,000 acres of land. 30,000 acres, which turned out to be laden with gold. And this was just before the gold rush in 1849. So that in turn made him the first, according to um, many historians, first black millionaire. And of course, this is all, hist this is all database, I mean, research base. I'm sure so many things are maybe potentially different in Africa, but we just don't have the recollection of data for that. Ursula Burns, this is a more a modern day example. Peak, peak businesswoman. She's currently around 61 years old. In 2014, she had a salary of $19 million. Amen to that. She was the first black woman to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, which was Xerox. She started, she was a single mom, didn't live in, in a great neighborhood in New York but she managed to um, raise herself to the top. Fantastic story. She was also married to a black man, Lloyd Bean, rest in peace. He was another trailblazer in Xerox. He was an engineer from Bermuda. So this is a very, very powerful and successful woman. Ralph, Bu Ralph Bunchy in 1950 was the first black person to win a Nobel Peace Prize. He was an American political scientist and a diplomat, and he won it for his mediation in Israel in the 1940s. And we know what's happening in the 1940s. A lot of World War. We had Hitler with his anti-Semitic anti message. So he did big things in the 1940s. The first black woman billionaire period, according to what we know, is Oprah Winfrey. She was the first black um, woman billionaire in 2003. Robert L. Johnson was the first black billionaire period. Um, he's an entrepreneur, a media magnate, executive he's one who created bt so those are some media examples josh baxter taylor in 1908 was the first black person to ever win olympic medal he won a gold medal in the in the men's olympics uh, medley relay in london another example of an iconic real um olympian is jesse owens who um won, I think, five gold medals in the 1930... Was it the 1938 Olympics in front of Hitler? I think it was the Munich Olympics, and he spazzed on him. We'd love to see it. Now, if we go to the UK, the first black MPs were all elected in one year, all Labour MPs. So this is why I understand the affinity um, many Africans and Caribbeans in the UK have politically with Labour Party. I do contest it in certain grounds, but that's for another day. Um, Bernie Grant, Paul Boateng, and Diane Abbott were Labour MPs. Um, Bernie Grant was elected in 1987 for as the MP for Tottenham. Paul Boateng was elected the Labour MP for Brent in 1987 as well. And also in 1987, the legendary Diane Abbott was elected the MP for Hackney North and Stoke Limited, all in 1987. Another more recent one, Samantha Tross. She was the first black woman who worked as an orthopedic surgeon in the UK in 2005. Um, she's from Guyana, so shout out Miss Samantha Tross. 
Alexia, Alexa Irene Kennedy. In 1981, she became the first ever black neurosurgeon in the US. And she had to deal with a lot to get through um, medical school in the first place. So shout out, Miss Alexa. Rebecca Lee Crumpler was the first black woman in the United States to receive a medical degree in 1864 after years of being a nurse. James McCoon, McCann, sorry, that's, that's, that typo was, that um, sound bite was kind of wild. James McCann Smith was the first black man in African-American period to receive a medical degree in 1837. He, he actually had to enroll in Glasgow Medical School due to the racist admission practice in the United States. He was also the first black person to own and operate a pharmacy in the United States, as well as being the first black physician to be published in US medical journals. So a big shout out to Mr. James McCunn Smith. Abraham Lincoln Harris, not Abraham Lincoln, the um, president. Abraham Lincoln Harris was, was considered the first African-American to achieve prominence in the field of economics. He had a heavy influence on black radical and neoconservative thoughts in the United States. And he was famous in the 1930s, somebody who I'm look, personally looking to research into further. So that's a bit of economics and medicine for us. We got Arthur Wharton. He was considered to be the first black professional footballer in the world in the late 1800s, early 1900s. He was a very talented athlete. He also played cricket and he was a cyclist as well. And in, in the... Sorry, and in 1886, he qualified, he equaled the amateur world record for a 100-yard sprint of 10 seconds. You know how we be, athletic and that. Now, Hattie McDaniel was the first African-American to win an Oscar in 1940. She won it for her supporting role as Mammy in Gone with the Wind. I'm sure many of us have heard of the film Gone with the Wind. I've heard of it many times. I have no clue about the film personally, but I will now watch it because of Shorty. Ella Fitzgerald was the first African-American to win a Grammy in 1958. She, in fact, won two that night. She won the Best Jazz Performance and the Best Female Pop Vocalist. She went on to win a further 12 Grammys and she also received a Lifetime Award. So shout out, Miss Ella Fitzgerald. Now, in terms of concepts and inventions that can be traced back to African and black people, there's a few I'd like to point out to end this podcast. We've got the calendar which I need to use desperately because when I forget to put things in my calendar, I end up double booking and shaking people. And I don't like to do that. Um, ancient African societies had advanced knowledge of astronomy and had learned from very early dates how to present movements in the earth. Sun, moon and stars into an organised system. The earliest evidence dates back to mysterious structures in southern Africa made up of stone circles called Adam's calendar. It's a large collection of stone structures assembled into what appears to be an astronomical calendar. It's basically like Stonehenge, like Stonehenge but much older. Now, maths. Although the term mathematics was actually coined by the Greeks, shout out the Greeks, its earliest origins in terms of concepts of number, magnitude and form was discovered in Africa about 20,000 years ago or more. The Ishango bone, found near the Nile River in the northern eastern region of Congo, may be 20,000 years old as well. This bone shows it either a tally or a six-month lunar, lunar calendar. So you can um, argue that mathematics was derived or was initially discovered and practiced in Africa. Medicine. Many treatments used today in modern medicine were first employed in Africa centuries ago. The earliest known surgery was performed in Egypt, in 2750 BC 
and some of these practices were were found to be performed in Africa before Europe. I'm going to list some out for you. Vaccination, autopsy, bullet removal, limb traction, broken bone setting, brain surgery, filling of dental cavities, insulation of false teeth, C-sections. All of these were performed in Africa before they were performed in Europe. You could also make an argument for law. Evidence shows that it wasn't only religion that was that seemed to be first um, shown in ancient Ethiopia, but also law. And finally, trade. Evidence shows that international trade was first developed between Africa and Asia. Black history, although I'm not the biggest fan of the term black, I just see it as a descriptive term of the skin colour, whether you be of a lighter shade or not. But it's just, it's become the easiest way to do, <laughs> to describe. Black history is a lot more rich, a lot more detailed, a lot more impressive than the struggle stories that the Western media tried to peddle to us. So I thought it would be good to give a quick podcast with some names that might not reach the limelight. We always hear the Nelson Mandela's, Barack Obama, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman, all these people. But I thought give a more diverse list of the names and give these people their accolades. Some of them are not even alive now, some of them are. They deserve the accolades. So yes, tell a friend to tell a friend. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you do work in a very big corporate company, ain't doing anything for um, Black History Month, I suggest that you suggest that, yo, I want to do something. Go to your HR team. They can't tell you no. They won't tell you no. And you can be a trailblazer in that standard because we've seen other um, other minority groups, um, celebrations and the recognition of their issues tend to receive the limelight, which is, which is not a bad thing. But when it comes to black issues, it's kind of like pushed away and really manipulated and a lot of propaganda, no real acceptance of what's happened in the past, no real celebration of actual black excellence, just basically struggle, <laughs> struggle porn. Every little can help. Culture changes when different individuals start to do things in a micro environment. So if you can, and you have the capacity to, maybe do something in your workplace, maybe do something in your school or in your office or in your gym, do you know what I mean? Or in your business, or on your shop floor, anywhere, or on your podcast, on your YouTube channel, just something small, something that you can manage, and surely it will make some form of difference. But yeah, enough of the preaching. Thank you for listening to this Non Mix podcast. Any questions, hit up at underscore Non Mix on Twitter, at Dissonomics on Instagram, follow at Dissonomics pod on Instagram, Dissonomics is on Spotify, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts and all the other podcast platforms. I don't even know how I'm there, but man's there, you get me. Until next week, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.